It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which mid-round running back could be the perfect fit with Tony Pollard? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Locked On. Locked On. Cowboys. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We are talking about running backs today and running backs that, you know, it's funny. I, we have, I'm just grinding, 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 trying to get through as now, now it's just a numbers game. Now I'm just trying to get through as many, see, get my eyes on as many players as I can. And I'm, and I'm going through last night and I'm, and I'm looking, I think it was a Texas A&M safety, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I, what, what? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was. Yeah. And, um, and, and, uh, or, or yeah, well, I can't remember exactly who it was I was watching, but, but, uh, Roshan Johnson was actually the running back. And I was like, oh man, that number two is actually pretty good too. And I was like, oh yeah, I've already watched him. I've, uh, I've got, I wrote, yeah. a, I wrote a whole report about him as well. So, uh, it's, it, it, we've reached that part of the, of the draft process where I have, I have already yep. forgotten the number of players that I have, uh, have done reports on it. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about some running backs that could be options for the Cowboys in the mid rounds. We've already done shows on, Bijan Robinson and Gibbs and Zach Charbonnet. If yeah. you want to go back and listen to those episodes, you can. Today we're focusing on guys that could probably be picked by the Cowboys. I don't know. What do you think? Third, fourth round is probably where these three guys we're going to talk about could potentially land. Yeah, and I think you know some of the everydayers have probably heard us talk about these guys, you know, in, in kind of very brief surface level ways. We're actually going to kind of dive down deep just in case these guys end up being dyslexic because I do think that. All three of these guys all kind of fall in that, you know, not quite day two, maybe maybe one sneaks to the bottom of day two, who, who knows, but definitely mid-round type running backs who we all think, I mean, I, spoiler alert, I think all three of these guys could potentially get drafted and then be key players, yep. you know, uh, splitting shares, splitting a, a carries with Pollard right away uh, this season. I, I think all the three of these running backs that we're going to talk about today, which is uh, Tajay Spears. Zach Evans and Roshan Johnson are all guys that probably should be picked after pick 75, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're all gone by pick 125, right? That's kind of the sweet spot of where you draft these running backs. And let's start with Tajay Spears, who I think by consensus is probably the highest ranked player of the three. Uh, He is a super productive running back from Tulane, 5095, 201 pounds, ran a 452. 40-yard dash at his pro day. What did you see when you threw on the tape? Well, when you watch him, he's shorter. He's undersized. You just mentioned it. He's, you know, 5095. 
Uh, he's built like, uh, you know, those kind of wide receiver running back hybrids you yeah. see. Uh, but he's got decent hand size. I mean, he has, uh, I think it was uh, 10, 10 inch hands, which for a guy that size is, are big. And that's important, especially if yeah. you want uh, a receiving back, right? Because you want a guy who's going to be able to snatch that ball out uh, and then quickly be able to convert into a receiver. Uh, his whole thing is feet plus creativity equals shifty. Like mm-hmm. he is, he has incredible feet. He has great creativity to know where he wants to go. Uh, and then his superpower because of those two traits is just, he's incredibly difficult to hit. He's, uh, he's, a di- he's a dangerous and open field. And even in tight spaces, uh, he has that kind of ability to make slight shifts and slight changes uh, to kind of uh, avoid the direct hit from uh, from bigger you know linebackers and defense tackles, which means he doesn't take as many brutal hits for a guy that yep. he's, this, this size that you hope he wouldn't. Uh, he's also he also very decisive. Like he doesn't necessarily have to be shifty. Sometimes when he's running like wide zones or or anything where he has to put his foot down, he can become that kind of slasher where he waits, 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 decides, and then slashes up the field. He has good explosion. He sees it all developing in the run game. He's very patient in pressing the hole, then nice through quickly. He, he trusts the process in the run game, which is important. We have an, there's another guy that we'll talk a little bit later who I feel like struggles with that a little bit. Where little bit. Uh, he, he this guy trusts his speed and will wait for the play to develop. This is Spears here. Will trust his speed, wait for the for the hole to develop, and then get through right at the time. He's not trying to hurry through. He's not you know impatient, which is an important thing. Um, not afraid of contact. But despite this willingness, he isn't winning many battles here. He's just not going to run through people. He's just he not isn't a power gonna... player at all. No, he's not going to bury guys as a pass protector either. I mean, this, he just doesn't have that in his bag. He's not afraid of contact. He's not afraid to get physical. It's just not – he's just, you know – It's not his game. Because he's, he's not his game. Yeah, it's just not what, what he does. Uh, he has enough power to function as an inside runner. I think there's going to be a lot of misconceptions that this guy can't be an inside runner because of his speed, because of the type of player he is. These guys often get pigeon-held into being like a, a – uh, I always use pigeon-held incorrectly. <laughs> he has a change of pace back. I, this guy can run inside. Like I, I, I don't think that there's an, an issue there. He has patience. He has vision. Um, I, I do think it will be more of an issue in the NFL because of his size, and I don't think he's going to break a bunch of arm tackles in the NFL – but I do think he can run inside. I don't think he has limitations there. He doesn't have a ton of experience as a receiver, no. but clearly there's a huge amount of upside there, right? He, he He's shifty. He can run routes well, it seems like. I mean, you know, he has all the, uh, you know, the uh, accoutrement of a, good, of a good receiving back, but he, uh, he just it, – it hasn't been put on tape a lot. He just hasn't done it a ton. Uh, where does he win? He's a valued change of pace back. I, I I think that, you know, he is a guy that I think his upside is he could be like the Pollard of his team, right? Where sure. he starts out as this kind of dynamic guy that you just need to get touches. And then as he develops a little bit more, you could, especially the inside running game, you could have him as kind of the feature back with another sidecar with him. Um, unanswered questions. Can he gain some more lower body weight and become something more? I think that's the next step for him becoming where Pollard is now is he needs to kind of gain some weight in his lower body. He needs to gain a little, just a little bit more power to kind of break through some of the tackles, yep. uh, and, and inside, inside runs. And I think that he will become a guy that I, I think, you know, could be featured on the team for several seasons. I think he's got a little bit of DeAndre Swift in his game. A second yeah. round pick from by the Lions yeah. a couple of years good, ago. Good uh, I, I think of the three running backs, he's probably the best, but I think I question his fit with the Cowboys the most. Just because 
you already have a guy in Pollard who is bigger and I kind of think more explosive. I feel like you need a guy that's a little bit better inside running. Again, you, you mentioned that he can, Tajay Spears can do that, but that's not his game, right? His game is big plays. And I just, I know it sounds bad. You you don't want two guys that can create big plays in your offense. That's not what I'm saying. It's just I think no, you do I, want somebody that complements Tony Pollard at least a little bit better early on. I think sometimes when we talk about running back in the running back position, we forget that there is like a certain amount of dirty work that has to be done by a running back by to somebody. get through the right. season. By somebody, right? Yeah. I, I tend to agree that I feel like if the Cowboys take Spears, it's almost like a Pollard replacement in the future. Or insurance, right? Yeah, or insurance as opposed yeah. to like an, a compliment to Pollard. So I almost feel like you, you and I talked previously about positions where they could potentially double dip. I almost feel like if you draft Tajay Spears and let's say 90, right, or or in the fourth round if he gets there you're probably going to feel like maybe the sixth or seventh round, maybe just a very highly sought after undrafted free agent. I would feel a lot better about going after another running back who you feel like could be a bruiser, could take, you know, just lion's share of carries, someone who can just run the football uh, and and just to take some of these carries off of these other two running backs. Yeah. I think like a perfect example is you pair him with a Mohammed Ibrahim, who was in Minnesota, who's like a seventh round pick or undrafted free agent, but his, his job is going to be that short yardage runner. That's a perfect fit with Tajay Spears, but I got to believe, I think the Cowboys do have interest in Spears after a really good uh, senior bowl. He was awesome in the senior bowl week. Just, I do wonder about his fit long-term with Dallas. Let's talk about a, a, another running back that I like quite a bit from the SEC when we oh. get back. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there is no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. We've got baseball going on right now. We've got the NBA playoffs. We've got NFL draft uh, prop bets that you can bet on. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, Landon, let's talk about Zach Evans, a running back previously from TCU who transferred to Ole Miss. I want to know your thoughts on Evans. 
Well, first of all, this is your last year to make that uh, SEC joke because pretty soon Texas is going to be in the SEC yeah, too. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Zach Evans, uh, you know, I think I, I got a lot of, of, of just people asking me, like, what, what were your thoughts on this guy? What were your thoughts on this guy before I got there? So I was excited to see. I heard a lot of, about, you know, kind of his interesting, very interesting journey mm-hmm. uh, of how he got to where he, he went. 5'11", 202, uh, 10 and a quarter inch hands. He's got a nice wingspan. He ran a four five, uh, one five seven, uh, ten yard split. Um, he's got a very balanced body type. He's just actually showed up at two hundred eight as pro day and ran a four. Did five he really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's even adding more bulk. So and and honestly, I think that that's not that's not terrible. Uh, no. I, I think he ba- he has the kind of a balanced body type. You know, uh, he has good length, good hands, average bulk. Um, you're, I think you're going to hate this comparison, but. I I think he has a Darren McFadden type game to him. Uh, it's you know, very upright, right? Yeah. Well, it's not even just that. It's not even just the upright running style. I I, I think he needs a runway to a large degree. Uh, he has a bit more wiggle than than Darren McFadden did. Uh, you know, but if you remember Darren McFadden coming out of Arkansas, right? Like there was some of that in his game too. I think ultimately what we saw after years and years of taking hits, and by the time he arrived at the Cowboys. He was a guy that that you know clearly needed to kind of power scheme or something that allowed him a little bit of runway to get going, and and I think in the similar sense that once he gets going, his second and third gear transition is incredible. Like mm-hmm. like like he really really destroys angles on safeties who are coming down, seeing him already running and thinking, okay, here's where I'll get him, and he blows past their angle. And and I think the other thing too is that the only way you're going to survive in the NFL with an upright running style is that you have got to be creating a ton of force as you're running full speed. And I think that's where Zach Evans thrives. He, when he's yeah. running full speed, nobody wants to tackle him. <laughs> like, right. and, and well, I think he, he breaks I, through all that. Go ahead. Can I give you my comp for him really yeah, quickly? Please, it's please, funny please. that you picked Darren McFadden because I actually picked the running back that came right before Darren McFadden. I think he reminds me a lot of, like third and fourth year DeMarco Murray in Dallas. Okay. Right. Where Murray was kind of that upright runner who I don't think he had a lot of natural power, but once he got down to like the Mm -hmm. second hill, you know, downhill a little bit, he was just running so fast. He would lower his shoulder and he could run over guys. I, he's not as big as uh, DeMarco Murray, but I think their play style is kind of similar. Yeah. uh, I I think the difference between where I, (laughs) the difference between, and I think that, that that's a good comparison too. Again, it's, it's this, he doesn't have instant acceleration. He doesn't no, have instant no. power. But once he gets going, he is very hard to tackle and, and yes. very difficult to stop. Uh, I, and I think that plays into a little bit with my issue with his running uh, – not his running style, but I think his running mentality. I don't know what to call this, but I think what I saw on tape is a guy who forces it at times. He's not patient. Like he's, he's just not patient. And I think it's because he's afraid – he wants to get running. Like yes. he wants to get going. He doesn't want to get caught behind the line of scrimmage because I don't think he has an answer for that necessarily. But I think if once he once he sees the crease, he wants the opportunity to get going to that second gear because he knows that's where he's dangerous. Um, I, I think he needs more experience as a receiver, but his hands are, are good enough as an yeah. outlet option right away. And I think that actually – 
as an outlet option, he's dangerous because one that's one opportunity. He gets the ball in a little bit of space. If he can take two or three steps, he's already in that kind of Again, very speed. much like DeMarco Murray was in that 2014 season. You swing him out to the ball and he gets a couple steps and, okay, now you can be a weapon. Yep, absolutely. And so I think that there is some of that to him. I, I didn't really see him running a ton of routes, though. No. And, no. and I think that's part of that Lane Kiffin offense, right, is that – you know they they kind of run simplified things or, or to one side and they're they're throwing the football to their wide receivers. Yeah. Um. I yeah I didn't see also didn't see any pass pro snaps. I, I feel like mostly what he was doing on pass on on passing downs was out, as an outlet receiver maybe a Texas route yep. maybe just a hook in the in the in the zones just to be kind of a, a, an outlet guy. Where does he win? He's a toss power runner. Give give this guy mm-hmm. the ball on the outside with a convoy. Let let a couple of these blocks hit, and then let this guy streak up the side of the sideline. And good luck to any safety who's going to try to tackle him. Unanswered questions. Can he gather enough tools to hold down a roster spot in the NFL? That's that's my concern right now. Is that he's kind of a? It's almost like Jalen Tolbert. Right where you have all these uh, uh, these aspects that sh- that will make a good runner at some point, but is it put together enough year one for him to see the field a ton? That's my concern. I think with the Cowboys, it's less of a concern because you have a guy that you mostly want to feed the, the ball to, yeah. and he's not necessarily going to be asked to do a bunch of receiving stuff or a bunch of pass game stuff. So I think that, that that the Cowboys can probably use him maybe a little bit better than a team that has no running back situation. Yep. Um, but that's my my main concern, and I think that's why he's probably more of a mid round guy than as opposed to you know late day two. Yeah, I, I think if you get him in the fourth round, that's where I'm really really happy about him. I, I I think he needs to improve in being patient and how to read blocks and all that kind of stuff. But he runs so hard, yeah. and it's clear that he's physically gifted. And he plays so much bigger than his size. Again, he was listed at 202, weighed in at 208 in his pro day. He can move bodies, like even yeah. in short yardage stuff. Like he just gets downhill so quickly. He gets low a little bit on the short yardage stuff and can kind of move guys out of the way. I just think he's a guy that you draft late day two, early day three. You put him with Tony Pollard. You give him seven or eight touches a game. But in 2024, maybe you just have him play yeah. 12 you know give him 12 to 14 touches i i think there's some upside here i definitely do too i i think that this is the guy that i would say of the three you would probably get the least amount from year one right but but i think that that by year two or year three there's a very good potential that this guy's the best running back and again, oh, I, I hate to keep going back to the comparison, but not too dissimilar from DeMarco Murray, who did not do a lot as a rookie, right? He was, yeah. there was somebody the Cowboys drafted in the third round from Oklahoma, didn't play a lot, but by year two, he took over the starting role and was super productive from there on out. So again, I think third, fourth round is probably the sweet spot for him. Let's talk about another running back that we know the Cowboys have some interest in, in uh, Roshan Johnson from Texas when we get back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, we are back talking about Roshan Johnson. We just wanted to thank uh, you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Uh, every day or tomorrow, we're going to answer some more of your Twitter questions. We got a whole bunch of them. Uh, that we we got last week that we didn't get th- get through, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Let's talk about Roshan Johnson, who I gotta say is probably a player that I'm significantly higher on than the consensus. I think most oh. people have him as a fourth or fifth round pick. I think you could justify taking him in the third round, but I want to know your thoughts on him. I I agree actually. I think Roshan Johnson to me of the three is the one that I. I don't think I would rank him the highest, but I think he's the guy that I want of these three the most to be with the Cowboys. Absolutely. Uh, Six foot, 219. He's a big running back. He plays like it. He runs through tackles. Strong, solid build for a running back. He he carries his 220 very cleanly. Mm -hmm. the, The weight is very nicely distributed. Uh, this is a guy who was a option quarterback in college, in high school, uh, has tons. And despite, you know, not getting a ton of carries, obviously because he played kind of a Robin role to be John Robinson's Batman, right? Mm-hmm. He, he still has a, a, a ton of, of experience carrying the football. Uh, and, you know, you kind of see that because he does, he has very reliable hands, very, uh, he doesn't fumble the football a lot. Mm-hmm. He's hard to bring down. He's a tackle breaker with fantastic contact balance. Again, going back to the a fact that he has a ton of carries in high school. He, he has experience. He, he has, you know, the kind of muscle memory there. He's a football player flat yeah. out. He is a guy that you pull off your bench. He's the guy that you pull off your bench uh, and, and put in an emergency to play a position. He's never practiced before because four guys got injured at the same position. Like he's that guy, like, yep. right. He's the, he's the Jeff Heath. He's the uh, you know, whatever he's, He's a guy who's played every position. He knows everyone's uh, assignments. He's just the coach's dream, right? Incredibly versatile player. Uh, played on all special teams units and was the leading tackler for the for the uh, Texas special teams units. Uh, played lead blocker in I for- some I formation stuff with yeah. Bijan Robinson at times. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm pretty sure he wildcat quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he could play quarterback in a pinch if you needed him to. Definitely could be a wildcat quarterback, as we saw in several snaps. Uh, I mentioned he's a dual threat quarterback in high school with a ton of experience carrying the football, very reliable hands, despite having experience as a ball carrier uh, and playing running back for four years at Texas. He's still developing running back traits though. He, he yep. you, you see him very naturally carrying the football, but the, uh, the specific to running back kind of carrying things, you know, kind of reading blocks, patience, some of that other aspects of, of that stuff that you see, he's still learning that. Uh, and and yep. it, I, I just po- wanted to point out that he uh, had a four-year career at Texas and had only like 400 carries, which just to give you a comparison, Jam- Jam- Jamar Gibbs, who we talk about having a very few amount of, of carries in general, had about 400 carries in three years. So yep. this, you know, despite having played all four years for Texas, he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear well, on his Bichon has 500 carries over the last two years, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, strong and willing pass protector. This is one area where I was excited to see because, he, 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 you know, based on everything else in his game, he, he knew he was going to have to be kind of a supplemental running back. And so pass protection was going to be a big part of what he yep. was going to be asked to do. 
more than willing. He's good at it. He will get fooled by sim pressures at times. There were a couple different times where it felt like he he picked the wrong guy that he thought was coming, and then uh, you know an inside blitzer, and he rushes up to block him, and then suddenly the 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 uh, the blitz is coming from the side. So yep. I think that's all about just being in the in the uh, the quarterback room with the quarterback and making sure that everyone's on the same page with what's happening. Blitz pickup. Good speed, but not breakaway. No. Nope. And I, my final note on here was fits the Cowboys' needs is very clean. I mean, obviously, this is a guy who can come in and play a bunch of special teams. He can come in and, and car- get a bunch of carries. There's lots of things that he can do to, for your team. Where does he win? He's a jack-of-all-trades running back. Unanswered questions. Can he add some threat to his game? That's the only thing that I didn't really see is he, he doesn't really uh, make you hold your breath. When no. he's holding, when, when he's carrying the football, it's more just like, you know, uh, can you bring him down yes. after <laughs> three or four yards? He seems like the A version of like Rod Smith, who we loved for a long yeah. time. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's a better, uh, uh, you know, he's more dynamic Rod Smith, right? Yes. Like, and not that, not, not that he's dynamic, but he's more dynamic than Rod Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah. Can I give you some high school numbers for him really quickly? Yeah. Because uh, they're fun, man. Yeah. Two, two years at Port uh, Groves High School. 7,700 passing yards, 4,900 rushing yards, 85 touchdowns. Yeah, that's just absolutely insane, man. Those are crazy. In, in two years, right? Is that two, two years? years? So, yeah, you, I mean, you're basically totaling, you know, 3,500-yard like pa- passing yards. Yeah, two, like almost 14,000 yards in two years is pretty ridiculous. I, I just think if you read, like, Dane Brugler's uh, draft guide and you just yeah. look at, like, some of the quotes – some people have around him, like Mr. Accountability, special team staff, absolutely loved him. Uh, he was one of the hardest workers on the team. Everybody praises his football character. He'll block, he'll do short yardage, he'll catch things out of the backfield. It's exactly the type of running back you want to gamble on in the mid rounds. Yeah. Like he literally checks every box. The only thing he doesn't have is home run speed. Again, four, five, eight at the combine. But we just saw that the NFL's leading rusher this year in NFL was somebody who didn't start in college, Josh Jacobs, right. who ran a 4.66 40-yard dash. So it's not going to prevent you from being an all-pro caliber running back. That's just not his game. But he's going to win in so many other ways. And I got to say, when you put on the tape, there's like one or two runs every game from him. And you're like, ooh, that kind of looks like the first round running back right there. Like he's hurtling over a guy or he's throwing guys to the ground with stiff arms. I think my comp for him is like Najee Harris, who the Steelers drafted in the first round a couple of years ago. I see a very similar style of running back. I, I think the thing that excites me the most about him is that I think there's upside here. You know, I like usually, 100%. usually with these kind of guys, like you don't see them with a lot of upside. You, you, you know, they, they've kind of come in fully formed. They have a very specific role, you know, a guy that can, play a bunch of special teams. He can be kind of your down roster running back. He can take a, a, a healthy share of carries. I think he has some development, you know, that here that like, as he starts to become even more uh, uh, developed as a running back, uh, specifically as a running back, not just a ball carrier, as a running back, you know, seeing things from the backfield and, 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 you know, getting more experience in running wide zone and, and, and just the feel of what it takes to do things from the running back position, as opposed to, quarterback position which you know even now after four years of college he still has way more carries as a running back as a quarterback than he did as a running back so i think that there is some development that can happen here and i think that at the very minimum you're drafting a guy who is like you mentioned an incredible locker room guy an incredible special special teams teams, gonna play on special teams gonna be a a, 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 a 
you know, uh, an inspiration to the running back room, a leader, uh, you know, those are all kind of things that, you know, there's not metrics for that, but that stuff matters in a locker room, especially if you're drafting like a mid round running back, you get all that extra stuff is really, really great. Here's what I could see happening pretty easily. Let's say the Cowboys draft him in the fourth round, which would be probably right around where his value is at for most people. He's your third running back going into the season. He's playing special teams. And let's say, let's say it's Ronald Jones, who's your RB2 or whatever. I could see a situation by week eight, they cut Ronald Jones and Roshan Johnson after making so many plays on special teams. Whenever he gets touches on offense, he's making plays. All of a sudden, is your RB2, and he's getting nine touches a game. Like, I, that won't shock me at all. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if we got into training camp. And he took the RB2 it job. Wouldn't shock me and Malik no. Davis is the one who actually kicked sure. <laughs> kicked these guys off. So that's the thing is that I, I feel like, you know, this is a guy that if you draft him, uh, uh, the key would be to, to get him going early. But, you know, whether it's, it's, it's definitely in special teams, but I think that you should try to give him carries early because I think yes. it, it's, it's more valuable than just trying to throw them away at, at, at with some of the other veteran running back. I think this is, like I said, this is a guy, a guy who could develop. I, yes, I definitely think he could take the kind of, you know, it's not a starting running back, the, the other running back role by midseason. I think he could also take it before the season starts if, if he has a good camp. So ranking them for the Cowboys, I would have them, Roshan Johnson, Zach Evans, Tajay Spears. I think they're going to be drafted in the opposite direction, but how do you have it? I think it would probably do Roshan, Tajay, Zach. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, again, like I think we're ranking them because we're being asked to. I, I like all three of these guys as options. They are all, all different, slightly different types of fits. Yep. Uh, I think the fit for Roshan Johnson is too perfect. That's why yep. I would put him at the top. Uh, but I think Spears is a dynamic player that maybe the Cowboys don't need right now because they have Pollard. Uh, but they will definitely need a year from now and two years from now. Okay. And I think Evans, if you draft him, is a guy who you know, maybe he doesn't give you as many carries as those other two guys in year one. And you can supplement that with another running back, whether that be what you have in the roster or another guy down the road. Uh, But I think that by year two or three, he could really, really take off and and, and be a guy that maybe you're drafting a, a Robin to his Batman. Yeah. I could see that. Like him a lot. It's a good running back yeah. class. This is it is a good class. That's for sure. If you want to wait until the third, fourth round to get a running back to pair with Tony Pollard, I think you're going to be very happy with the options that are available to the Cowboys. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lifetime Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, tomorrow we'll be back answering your Twitter questions. Go follow the show on YouTube, Lifetime Cowboys over there. You can go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.